Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, your home of the spiciest, bluntiest, juiciest takes in just a short amount of time. We get in, we get out. D-Boy, what's good? So Julius Randle is an all-star and is still the same player he was last year every goddamn fourth quarter. Free OB Toppin. Shots fired. Facts. Disrespect. That's what you come here for. That's zest. Dougie Fresh, what's happening? I think we're bearing the lead here a little bit right now. D-Boy and I attended tonight's basketball game. We were two of 2,000 fans in the arena tonight. And we want to shout out the patron saint of Knicks fans, the man himself, Jonathan Macri of Knicks Film School, for blessing us with a Twitter raffle. It was a beautiful gift, and so was this incredible performance from Curry live and in person. I was not social distanced from three balls raining on my head. (laughs) Going down to Broadway and catching a show of a lifetime. That's Knicks. Thanks, Jay Mac. Shout out J-Mac. Whoop, whoop. For real. Final score, Golden State 114, New York 106. Walt suit, a burgundy brocade, a dignified look for the first loss of many in front of the MSG faithful. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. First night of fans at the Garden with an all-too-familiar result. Let's give out some flowers. The Wardell Stephen Curry Jr. Who's your daddy most valuable player goes to Wardell Stephen Curry Jr. Who sauced for 37, six and six in the Dubs victory. The it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Tale of two cities golden bookmark goes to Julius Randle for receiving his first all-star bid and his first ejection in the same night. The Emperor Palpatine, your hate fuels me award goes to Alfred Payton's fifth 20-point game of the season, driven by the fans' skepticism live and in person. The J.R. Smith you trying to pipe award goes to Clyde mentioning how Julius Randle's mother looked young and asking, are you sure she isn't his sister? And the sad stat of the game, R.J. Barrett has failed to hit double-figure scoring in four of his last eight games. He had four points tonight. This day in Sad Knicks history, February 23rd, 2000, Toronto 99, New York 88. Charles Oakley was out for revenge on his old squad and he took it. Patrick Ewing moved into 15th all-time in scoring, but this afternoon was all about the Raptors' backcourt of Vincent Lamar Carter Jr., his high-flying cousin Tracy Lamar McGrady Jr., and Douglas Dale Christie. The three combined for 71 points that couldn't be matched, but who was Lamar? Julius Randle, another big game, 25 points. Curry from three. That's good. Steph Curry with a seven three-pointer of the game. So clever. So canny. There you saw me looting Gibson drawing the contact. You've probably heard this cliche. This season is different than any played before, but it really is. First starting in empty arenas and now transitioning to more and more teams having 10% capacity, you gentlemen were blessed to attend 
the first post-pandemic, limited release, supreme drop of a game. I have so many questions, but I will start off with an easy one. What's the vibe? It's weird. It was an, you know, riding up those escalators, it was empty. We rolled into an empty stadium. There were like six people in our whole section. So it's like jarring being in a sparsely filled garden because I don't feel like you've ever been in a sparsely filled garden if you've been to an event in the garden, right? It's kind of like going to medieval times. Yo, even I was muted out by that loudspeaker in that bitch. And I'm a loud motherfucker. They didn't want to hear any of your dissenting opinions about how Alfred Payton was hooping in the first half. They Yo, every time shit. I went off on fucking Alfred Payton or Alec Burks, they just turned up the defense chance and I was out of the mix. You're being censored is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Specifically me. It's targeted, targeted Toward censorship. Toward loud New Yorkers, yes. Oh, yeah. I get that. It was MVP chance tonight, my friend. Yo, yeah, that was one of the wildest moments I've ever experienced as a Knicks fan, bar none, was watching Julius Randle come address the crowd before the game to a raucous MVP chant, which got quieter and quieter as he played worse and worse throughout the entire game. This is a fact, and they saw a real legitimate MVP go off for 37. Well, and that's something I think we can expect a lot more of with fans in the stadium is guys come to New York to ball the fuck out, whether it's the Jordan 45 or the Curry 54 that I saw. I've seen two Curry games in the garden now, and he's dropped a total of 91 points. Was the loudest moment of the night the Jumbotron uh, donning of the great Kaiden Randall? It was up there. It was up there. Man, the garden was at its full throttle the most for Obi's first alley-oop dunk, the one from Burks, and then that three right before Tibbs fucking pulled him. That was the one little spark of garden vibe. Right in that moment, the crowd vociferously cheered all at once to the point where you could actually hear it through the piped up music. But then what, what happens? Tibbs immediately removes him and replaces him in quickly with Peyton and Randall. And no disrespect to Randall, the all-starry. Toppin had it going, and he had the fans behind him. And it seems like he's the one out of everyone that was playing tonight that had his game seriously elevated by a crowd. Tibbs lied to us, man, several times, saying that he would play those two guys together. And it doesn't matter when Toppin is... You mean Randall and Toppin? Yeah. Tonight was the night to do that. And he missed the opportunity. The two things I can say about the rookies this year is when they're on, this team performs better. Much higher level. And you can't have games where quickly and top and play 26 minutes combined. And I think the fans are going to be the ones to demand that. Yeah, you could feel you could feel that awkwardness. Right. So Tibbs is pretty much a mood killer already when it comes to the whole vibe of the garden. One thousand percent. Yes. Unfortunately, tonight, with the insistence on Alfred Payton, who is one of the most mood-killing players to watch live that I've ever seen. I didn't go last year almost because I didn't want to see Alfred Payton play. Dude, watching Alfred Payton play is like putting your nuts in a blender. And we all seem to have the amnesia effect from Julius Randle last year when he got vociferously booed. But things change. Nobody remembers. Nobody remembers the pain of Julius Randle last year. Everybody is so caught up in this 
opium den pipe dream that has been the first 32 games of you this can, season. You can talk your shit, but he performed again tonight. He's not going anywhere. He oh, was yeah. the only Nick. He was the only Nick aside from the eight seconds of Obi Toppin being really good that could get the ball in the basket. Plain and simple. After Rose petered out in the first half. That was it. And, Randall and- petered out in the fourth quarter like he always does. He had one motherfucking field goal. It was confusing the lineup that they ran with. And then defensively, I mean, you got to see the brilliance of Draymond Green pretty much drawing Julius Randall into every single play and then duping him. It was classic freestyle where it's like, oh, no, he's way smart. Draymond's way better of a basketball player and he's going to make all the right plays. Were you able to hear Draymond screams this year? That was all I could hear from the court, from actual voices on the court. Yeah. Only his. And I heard one Derek Rose. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. After he committed the clear path foul, that's when he yep. said that. Yeah. And that was a – we gave them four free points tonight, by the way. Well, just a few more questions to, ta- you know, tie things up. Whose shot is more pure in person, quickly or Steph? I want to say quickly, bro. I, I do. There's like everything in my soul. But Steph is the greatest shooter I have ever seen. Ever seen. Ever seen. He needs less than an inch of space to nail any shot. It's incredible. It's incredible to witness. Dude, his warm-up routine is like better than any Knicks offense I saw tonight. Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blanta. What are those? We'll talk about Draymond Green's shoes. He apparently assigned a Converse. Didn't realize they made basketball shoes after the 80s, but you learn something new each day. On the slick, I think this is some low-key psych-out motivation for Draymond. He got his teeth fixed, is regularly featured on TNT, and is getting the bag on and off the court. Success can lead to stagnation. He needs a different fuel to fire his steam engine, so he wears off-brand shoes on a team of off-brand shoes. If you make fun of his Converse, then you gotta take shots at Clay's Antas and roast Steph's Under Armors. All for whack and whack for all. He is unifying his team through adversarial whackness, and I see you, Dre, and appreciate your next-level head games and getting paid. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait and never forget, the Knicks came one pick away from drafting Wardell Stephen Curry Jr.